In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. History makers. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 A.D., the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Brendan Woods, the online community specialist for YesHeIs.com, a fantastic social media outreach website. I love their stuff, and it's uh, so good to have them in the studio. How are you, mate? Very good, thank you, Matt. It's good to have you along. Now, uh, you're a Victorian boy, I understand. Whereabouts were you born and raised? Uh, Warwick, Nabil, Victoria, mm-hmm. right out in the sticks. Got to go about four hours out of Melbourne to find Warwick Nabil. Okay. And uh, what was family life like for you? Was it like a religious upbringing? Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, my parents, uh, they're, they're Christians and, and they were farmers. So I grew up on a farm and in a very small country church in Warwick okay. Nabil. So you knew all about sowing and reaping and all that kind of stuff and yeah, <laughs> planting I, I, seeds? <laughs> yeah, when, whenever I learned something from Dad, it was usually to do with sheep or grain or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, very cool. And uh, were you um, a Christian from a young age or was there a conversion experience? How did it all happen? You know, I think I always had that consciousness that God was there mm-hmm. and that he, you know, he, he wanted my life to be his. Uh, it was just probably a struggle through the high school years, and mm-hmm. you know, I spent a few years just out out doing the thing and mm-hmm. um, pretty rebellious for a while. But I think when I was about seventeen, grade twelve, I think that was the time when when God really said, "You know, this is the time. Yeah. This is now. I want you to do this." And uh, and you know, I really did surrender my life at that at that point, and it's been about ten years now. So, mm-hmm. and was that in a uh, youth group meeting or a camp, or how did it happen? Yeah, it was at a youth group meeting actually. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm from a, a church on the Sunshine Coast actually, because because we kind of missed that. But at some point, yeah, I moved up to Queensland oh, with yeah. my parents, and uh, yeah, and yeah, it was a church on the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, and did you go out for the altar call? And was it like a blinding light? You know, was there a moment, or was it just a a, a decision that you just Decide, you know what, I'm all in. You know, I think it was more of a decision. You mm. know, I think I think at, at some point I went on an altar call, but I don't think that was really the moment. I think it was a decision I made before that. Yeah. That, you know, this was this was it. Yeah. It was time. You know, I often share my story that there was a moment when I gave my heart to the Lord when I was 15. But one thing I don't often say is that I actually went out to about every altar call for two years just to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's like when you're a teenager, isn't it? You just want to, you know. Just want that surety. And if <laughs> five altar calls doesn't do it, maybe 10 will. Yeah, that's right, you know. And ultimately, you know, God knows, and it's between you and the Father. So, okay, so the age of 17 was when you decided you get full on for God. Yeah. Uh, what did you do after school? Did you go to uni? Did you work? What, what was your career like? Yeah, I spent five years at university. I did um, I did a major in biotechnology as well as a degree with a major in philosophy um, at, at two universities here in Brisbane. So, yeah, mm-hmm. and, I, and I was kind of on the path. I thought, you know, I thought I wanted to um, – to move to be a scientist, I think that was kind of where I was going. But then I realised I didn't want to be in a laboratory all day. Yeah, and so I, you know, I kind of moved away from that with the philosophy degree. And then I was I was working at our church as a youth pastor. Mm-hmm. And uh, and eventually, you know, not long after university, got a job with a company called Christian Vision. And uh, you know, as a media producer, as well as some of their social media strategy and marketing, and that's where I found myself working for YesEars dot com. Absolutely amazing website too. And you know, um, my first ever boss in commercial radio was Richard Daniel in mm-hmm. Coffs Harbour, two CS, and uh, he is uh, part of the team at YesEars. He is. He's taken me for a tour up there. What an incredible setup you guys! How many staff have you got at YesEars these days? I think there's about forty staff up there for for 
on the Sunshine Coast mm-hmm. anyway, but you know we have offices branching from that one in in, in Beijing, Singapore, yep. India, Indonesia, mm-hmm. as well as Christian Vision worldwide has offices in in from from Cairo, Cape Town, Ukraine, the UK, Miami, and the United States. So yep. yeah, the, the setup for Christian Vision worldwide is uh you know is, is mm-hmm. pretty extensive. Yeah, and you guys have the website yesyears.com where there is uh, a whole range of awesome ministry video clips, um, pictures, quotes. Uh, resources uh, that are used all around the world. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one thing I was fascinated with when I was, was chatting with Richard Daniel. So he's is he in charge of like the China team or something? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. So they so they reach out to China. I remember him telling me that uh, they try and post all these ministry gospel video clips on the China's Chinese version of Facebook. Yeah, Weibo, I think. Weibo, yeah. yeah okay. And uh, he said that uh, a whole bunch of their clips have been uploaded. But they've been edited, so someone in the in the Chinese government mm-hmm. finds the clips, edits out all the uh, the Bible the verses, religious or something, components, you might say, but still up, uploads them. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't that fascinating that they've actually got people that change it, but let it, then upload it still, willing to censor the religious part and then put the rest of it up? Isn't that yeah. bizarre? And uh, you know, fortunately, we don't have that for the English clips. Yeah. No one feels they need to take the time to do that. <laughs> Okay, so there is the Chinese team. What other teams do you have there for which countries you reach out to? Yeah, so currently we're operating in about 10 languages. I mean, the, the major language is obviously English, Chinese, Indonesian, um, and, and Spanish are sort of our, our major languages. But there are a few other ones popping up here mm-hmm. and there. Um, you know, and the, the Spanish does quite well, especially in South America, where mm-hmm. they, they, they see quite a large following down there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it, there, they are resources to help Christians share their faith online. Mm. So, you know, we do our best to connect with Christians wherever they are and say, you know what, if you want to use Facebook, Twitter, your, your smartphone, and you want to share Jesus in that way, then, then here's some resource, here's some help in, in doing that. So you're obviously on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, what about Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest? Do you go through all of them? Or <laughs> Yeah, well, look, you know, we, yeah, Pinterest, yeah. And uh, I think you'd find most of the staff or the community team who run the social networks have a presence in those realms. Yeah. But yes, yes, as a company, we really sort of focus Facebook, um, you know, Google+, Plus, yeah. Twitter, Pinterest, you know, some of those those main ones as kind mm-hmm. of a way of building a community of Christians in that space mm-hmm. uh, and then encouraging to, them to take, you know, the resources we have, the videos we have and, and say, you know, these is, this is great stuff to share. Mm-hmm. You know, why don't you, why don't you think of someone to, to share this with and, he, you know, and here you go. Yeah. I remember hearing a great preacher once say, throw the nets where the fish are. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, Everyone's online these days. I mean, I don't know what the recent stats are, but something like a billion people are on Facebook or something, is it? You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> over a billion now. And I mean, you know, the you know the extent of the internet is just incredible. I mean, mm. you know, if anyone can can to see Gangnam Style, you know, the, the video that that reached a billion people, and I think about eight to nine months, you know, a billion, like one in six people on the planet had sort of seen that video. I mean, just imagine, you know, how long it would take a newspaper or a book or, you know, a radio segment to reach a billion people. Mm. And so, you know, that and that's the, the vision that, that we have is to say, you know, if, if everyone is on here, if the internet is a mission field, uh, 
why and if every Christian, you know, especially in the Western world, is using their smartphone and semi-addicted to it, um, you know, why couldn't that be an avenue for sharing the gospel as well? And, yeah. and so we've we've taken that question and in we've built yeshees.com. Mm. It is such a great ministry. You've probably seen I like to share yeah. a lot of your stuff whenever yeah. whenever I see something from Yes He Is, I'll retweet it or I'll share it, and uh, and I'll and I'll sometimes post on my on my Facebook wall, guys like this page, share anything you see from yesyears.com because the thing is um, a lot of people waste time on social mm. media you know, taking photos of their food or oh, yeah. talking about, you know, oh, I hated the traffic today. I mean, you know, you've got to have some kind of reality of what life's like as well. But what an opportunity to actually be the hands and feet of Jesus and uh, share the truth uh, on the Internet and get discussions going. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's why I love your ministry. And it's fascinating that you guys used to do shortwave radio yeah. uh, was a big focus, but then that started, the technology started changing. And you guys decided as an organization, this is the best. Harvest field for you to focus on. Amazing. Yeah, uh, it was huge transition. Yeah, mm. to uh, to move into into the, the online mm. space. Anyway, mm. so what's your specific role? Online community specialist. What's what's that mean? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, uh, you know, my role is to say uh, if you know if we have all these resources, we need to build a community of Christians around that. And yeah. So, um, you know, both online and offline, I'm interested in, in building together a heap of Christians that say we want to share the gospel. Mm. You know, and we want to do it online. And so, and so, my job is to connect with that community and build it because you know, at, at the end of the day, it really isn't about yes, he is dot com being a cool website or a popular place for Christians to go. You know, if Christians just want to watch Christian things, you know, there are other websites for that. What yes, he is is about is people sharing their faith, yeah. and and building the local church. You know, because at, at the end of the day, we we aren't a church. Yes, he is dot com is not a church. It's a it's an avenue for Christians to share their faith, and mm. when people get saved and people receive the gospel. You know, they go to a church, they get discipled, and so we want to help build the church, we want to help build Christians in their faith, and and, and my role as a community specialist is to help facilitate that online and offline. Now, I'm always curious to, uh, you know, finally hone my skills with social media because mm-hmm. I've definitely wasted a lot of time in the past, you know, uh, d- you know, sharing irrelevant things or things that, you know, just are a waste of time. And o- over the years, I've been trying to be smarter in what I share, you know. Yeah. Um, one thing I've noticed on my Facebook page, for example, whenever I put up a really good Bible verse, it'll get a lot of likes and a lot of shares. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, that's fascinating. You know, a lot of the Christians are obviously hungry for the Word of God, so that's good. I've noticed that when I, whenever I put up a, a funny or a clever spiritual photo or meme, they call you know, yeah. um, that always gets the most shares than anything because yeah. people like that. If you put up a video clip, it's mm. never as popular because people just don't have time these days to watch a video clip or their internet's so slow. Yeah. Um, what's the most um, fruitful thing that you can share out of those things? Video clips, pictures, quotes. Um, what, what, give, give, us a, give us a little bit of uh, tuition on this. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're definitely right. I mean, images are the easiest thing to share because it's just quick. You can watch it and you can share it just within yep. a, a couple of seconds and you can get a, a point across very quickly. And so, you know, at Yes, He Is, we are, we're making as many as possible available and keep getting new ones yeah. um, that, that we attempt to say, look, this, you know, because the the end um, audience is is a non-Christian. Yeah. Really, we want to give something for Christians to share with their non-Christian friends. Mm. So we try to make something that has, you know, a portion of the gospel message in it on an image. And so mm. that's our, our mission at the moment. At the same time, we look at uh, videos and we just think, you know, you can probably get a lot more meaning and impact in a you know two or three minute video 
as long as the person at the other end has the time to watch it, mm. we think there's a lot of impact. And, and I think the trick to, to, to videos, because videos do get shared so much, like I said, Gangnam Style, a billion views, yeah. uh, well over that now. I think they're almost at one and a half. Wow. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's extraordinary. Mm. So people are willing to watch them. It's just finding a video that, that captures someone's mm. interest. And I think, you know, for example, you know, we, 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 we just put a new video out because we we're often producing them ourselves of a woman who'd gone through several miscarriages. Uh, she'd even had to have, um, you know, part of her, um, her, her reproductive system removed. And, 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 you know, miraculously, you know, after all the heartbreak and trauma of all that, you know, she, she really felt a sense of God's love and eventually had a miraculous, um, you know, pregnancy. Wow. And so we, we filmed that story. We put it together and we think, cause there are a lot of women out there, like, and, and a lot of families going through that stage of thinking we, we're not finding it easy to get pregnant. This is a real struggle mm. we have. And, and so around that interest, we, we build a video and think there's a lot of interest around that. Mm. Let's build something that could be shared and could be viewed that could really meet meet that interest and, 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 you know, that huge demographic or huge portion of the population that is going through that right now. Have any of your clips gone viral? What, what, what are the most popular ones that you guys have created or that, that have been shared the most? Yeah. Have you got any stats on that for us? Uh, we've, we've got a few. You know, we, we, we filmed a short one that was, a, was called God Does Not Exist. And, uh, um, you know, I think overall it got about a million views here and there. I think another one we had, we... So hang on, God Does Not Exist. What, what, yeah. I thought you were a Christian ministry. What's going on? We are. Look, you, you might need to go and watch the clip, okay. but just type in God Does Not Exist on, on, ah. on Yes, He Is. See, that's go clever. On, oh, I just hooked you right in there. There you go. Everyone's going to go and go and want to watch that now because it all comes down to search words doesn't it you know oh, you bet so if someone types in google god does not exist we would hope that our that wow. our clips surface you know because you know that's part, part of it is giving stuff for christians to to share the other part is just saying can we put just straight up good media out there yeah. for, that surfaces when someone types in i am depressed mm-hmm. you know we would hope that we can put something out there with a positive well, message for mm. that person to find and, and there there is much success to be had around that you know mm. another clip we had that surfaced naturally a lot as well was around Valentine's Day. We had a clip called "What Is Love." We featured an elderly couple, and uh, unfortunately, she had developed Alzheimer's, and her husband was taking care of her. I saw that. I shared you, that. You saw it? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm tearing up right now remembering it. Oh, it was a tearjerker that one. But you know, it, you know, within a few days, it had half a million views, and wow. you know, went around a lot on YouTube and. And, and more than just touching, you know, people with a nice clip, we we really try to put the gospel in there and say that, you know, and, and the words of the man in there were to say, you know, I love because God has placed love in my heart, mm. and it's more than just me being good husband. It's that I've received the love of God, and therefore I, you know, I share that love with my wife. And so, you know, we take th- these opportunities around Valentine's Day when love goes around, when people talk about marriage, whether it's possible, what is true love. You know, we take that interest and we say, can we? Can we use the online space and, and share the gospel at that time? Now, you guys would know a lot of the research too. Uh, where do you think social media is headed for the future? Because it's a fascinating um, – I mean, this conversation 10 years ago would yeah. have been completely null and void, you know. You bet. Uh, Facebook and Twitter are only, you know, recent, uh, you know, additions. Before mm. that, there was MySpace. You remember MySpace? I, yeah. yeah, I remember MySpace, yeah. <laughs> um, do you think it's got longevity or do you think it's going to evolve? Are they all going to join in and become my Twitface? Uh, yes. If, if you've got MySpace, Twitter and Facebook <laughs> joined in, you know. You know, I mean, it's it's all, you know, complete conjecture. I mean, the thing that I'm finding, that I find at the moment, especially amongst young people, is is the the parent club effect. You know, you go to a club 
until your parents go there. And if your parents start going there, it's immediately not cool. And so I, I think I think often the younger group find something and, and they, they go for it mm. until all of a sudden their parents show up, like Facebook, yeah. and they start to go, this is not cool anymore. I'm going to go find something else. So I think like you're going to – Like Instagram. Like a lot of kids have gone in, in, – my daughter, you know, yeah. she's there now. And, and, and it might only be another year before Instagram isn't cool. I mean, they might have yeah. to work around it. I'm not sure. Twi- Twitter's maintained coolness to yeah. a certain extent. But um, I, I think, you know – Anything that to me that seems like it is going to survive is going to have to be versatile. Yeah. Um, and not only not versatile in terms of doing everything, but allowing a huge range of movement, mm. um, you know, within that. And I think for us, we've kind of looked, you know, we, we aren't a social network, but our resources are, could be used on any social network, or yeah. we would hope. And so, you know, if a new one comes along, you know, Google Plus is emerging slowly but surely, um, you know, we would hope that our resources could be used in that space. Yeah, and then if yeah. the next thing that comes along, we would be we want people to be able to share their faith on there. So mm. you can bet if a, if another network becomes prevalent, mm. um, yes, he is, we'll figure out a way to ensure that we can share the gospel there. And, you know, the way I look at ministries like yours is I see you as air traffic controllers. Mm-hmm. On the internet, there is people that are all going to Gangnam Style on YouTube. They're all going to the latest viral clip. They're all going to this and that. And if com can get in there and divert some of that traffic mm. to a Christian clip or to a church website or to, you know, like I noticed you post stuff about Nick Vujicic mm. um, uh, regularly, who's one of the best evangelists on the planet. Oh, you, you know? bet. Yeah. Young, young brizzy boy with no arms and no legs who is now reaching the world with the gospel, you know. I noticed you use some of his stuff, you know. I noticed you use great clips that so you guys are like the air traffic controllers that because let's face it there's going to be traffic on the internet yeah. if we can divert it and get people to actually spend time thinking about god and and stuff from the bible rather than all the other rubbish mm. um and that's why you guys are so important and i i am um, i've been through ups and downs with social media uh, there's definitely been times when i have been overly sharing and uh, and i've been addicted and i can't get off it but i've then i've actually done electronic fasts and i've felt god tell me to lay it down for a season um but some of the research I've seen is that uh, it's uh, the, to make the most of it, you do maybe six to eight posts a day throughout yeah. the day. Uh, some people do a lot less than that, and mm. they probably don't reach many people because of that. Some mm. people do a lot more than that, and they probably get defriended and, and they're too annoying. Uh, are, you, are you finding that you've got to find a good balance of how regular you guys post things to get traction? Is, it, is, is, there, a, uh, is there some studies you've done on that? Oh, yeah, totally. It's, yeah. Part, it's part of the job, you know, being, being involved online. And, you know, yeah, definitely research into to the, to the right amount of times to post. I mean, mm. there's, there's significance in the time of the day as well. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's generally a social media peak about 8.30 to 9 in the morning, people just getting to work, and they, the first thing often or just after breakfast they want to check yep. and, and see this. And then, you know, it's often there's another peak about 5 o'clock in the afternoon after work as well, maybe mm-hmm. a small one at lunchtime as well. And so, Similar to radio, breakfast and drive are mm. the most popular times to listen to the radio. Well, you need so- to be posting on Facebook during <laughs> those times then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, def- definitely there are there are peaks. And I guess for us, you know, we you know in, in English here we're, we're prevalent in Australia, but we also have a team in the U.K. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at getting in the United States as well, and so we have we look at the times of day that we're posting for those regions as well, just mm. to ensure that you know we're posting for our friends in America and mm. so on. Well, it's an amazing ministry, and the website is yeshees.com. We've been chatting with Brendan Woods, the online community specialist. He's also a pastor of a local church, Sunny Coast, a Christian Outreach Centre church. Yeah. Mate, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Matt. 
Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. Order your flash drive with 20 of the best History Makers interviews now at historymakers.tv for just $19.95. All proceeds will help History Makers Radio and TV share the gospel all around the world. Order now at station sponsor, historymakers.tv. You'll hear interviews from Mark Burnett, producer of the Bible series and Survivor. Musicians like Paul Coleman, Mark Schultz and George McArdle from the Little River Band. Also Kate Brax, winner of MasterChef 2011, former Olympian Elka Whalen and many more. Order now at historymakers.tv.